الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافة صدق الله العظيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق الله حيث ما كنت وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام من قرأ القرآن فاستظهره فأحل حلاله وحرم حرامه أدخله الله الجنة وشفعه في عشرة من أهل بيته كلهم قد وجبت له النار أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين يا رب صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم صلى الله عليه وسلم من مسرسبتد Beloved brothers and elders in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah, through the grace and fadl of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you and I with this great gift of iman in Islam. On this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah, we make dua to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast upon iman in Islam. And may Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala grant us mouth upon iman. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrect us on the day of Qiyamah with complete and perfect Iman. Ameen. Beloved brothers and elders in Islam, we hear from our ulama ikram as well. They say that just for a believer to witness the day of Jumu'ah is such a great gift and a bounty from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala for which that alone we should be making shukr for. Indeed, the more we make shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all his bounties and favors, Allah will increase it for us. So we also make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Ya Allah, just like how you have given me this opportunity to witness this Jumu'ah, O oh Allah, give me the opportunity of witnessing many more Jumu'ahs in my life. And O oh Allah, make it such, we should make this dua as well, that O oh Allah, make it such that when it comes the time for me to leave and depart from this world, then Ya Allah, you take me on this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah as well. Beloved friends and elders in Islam, there were people in the past who lived their lives in such a way that when it came Thursday night, when it came Friday, they gave utmost importance and showed utmost importance and respect for this night of Jumu'ah and for the day of Jumu'ah itself. To such an extent that when the time came for them to leave this world, Allah Taala had given them mouth on Jumu'ah as well. Such a blessed mouth, such a Mubarak mouth. A few weeks ago in Phoenix, there was, an, there was a Musalli who had passed away. And we heard from the alim of the locality that it so happened to be a friend of mine, his father, a very close friend of mine. So the time we went for the janaza, so we were speaking to the alim of the masjid, the imam sahab. So he was mentioning something to us that really struck our minds. He says that towards the latter part of this person's life, this Musalli's life, he had this habit, every Jumu'ah would come 
after the Jummah Salah is over, everyone else is gone out. But this person, minimum one hour, he'll remain behind in the masjid. He'll remain behind engaging in ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He brought that close attachment to this Mubarak day of Jummah. It so happened that Allah tabarak wa ta'ala had blessed him with a motor on Jummah as well. Just a few minutes before the Asr Salah or the Maghrib Salah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had taken him away from this world. So we find beloved friends and Allah in Islam, how we live our lives in this world, that is how Allah Taala will give us mot. And how we pass away, the condition in which we pass away, that is how we are going to be resurrected on the day of Qiyamah. Respected elders and friends in Islam, we all understand, we all know that we are in this Mubarak month of Shaaban. Just a few moments, just a few moments, we won't even say days, just a few moments before the Mubarak and blessed guest, the month of Ramadan comes. Respected friends and elders in Islam, we are taught by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that prior to this Mubarak guest and month of Ramadan coming, we should prepare ourselves physically, spiritually, mentally so that we can welcome this guest of Allah ta'ala with full respect and give it its due importance and due right. We all understand when we invite some important personality home for a meal, etc. Some special guest is around, some special alim, some special mufti is around. So we want them to come home, why? Because we want the barakat and the blessings at home as well. So naturally we'll go all out in preparation, the special type of food, that special type of drink. And if we know that this certain personality enjoys a certain type of dish, we'll go all out to ensure that we prepare that special dish for this person. Why? Because at the end of the day, I'm pleasing a great wali of Allah perhaps. I'm pleasing a person who is close to Allah ta'ala. And inshallah, if I'm going to be pleasing the creation of Allah, Allah will be pleased with me. And more so if I'm going to be pleasing a friend of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will get even more happy. So what about this special guest of Allah ta'ala, respected allies and friends in Islam, that is going to be dawning upon us in a few weeks, in a few weeks time, we'll say in a few moments time. Really, if we have to prepare our hearts now from the Mubarak dua of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, respected elders and friends in Islam, we understand. Allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa sha'ban, that oh Allah grant me barakat and blessings in rajab. Rajab has come and gone, beloved friends in Islam. And grant me barakat and blessings in sha'ban. What type of barakat and blessings? Such spiritual power that will enable to benefit and capitalize on each and every moment in the Mubarak month of Ramadan. We all know the Mubarak lifestyle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We can never say that there was any time when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not engaged in ibadat or just passed his time like that without any concern for akhirat, without any good coming out of his life. But still on top of that, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to teach his ummah, to teach you and I, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would exert himself. Especially in this month of Sha'ban, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says, that the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have not seen him fasting in any other month out of Ramadan, more than the month of Sha'ban. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw the need to prepare ourselves. What's, what, what preparation? One is physical preparation, the other is spiritual preparation and mental preparation. A person becomes accustomed to doing certain forms of ibadat. So now when it comes the Mubarak month of Ramadan, the person now is not looking to create some form of timetable where he can slot in some ibadat here, some ibadat there. He's already accustomed to doing ibadat. Now when the month of Ramadan dawns upon him, there is no question about starting ibadat. It's about continuing ibadat and increasing the ibadat. So respected brothers and elders in Islam, in this few minutes that we have, inshallah, we will try by the grace of Allah, wa ta'ala, 
to mention a few things from the Mubarak ayat of Allah Taala, from the Mubarak ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu that will enable us to prepare spiritually, mentally, and physically for this Mubarak month of Ramadan. Really, the ayat of Allah Taala and the Mubarak ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu they are replete and abundant with regards to the advices, guidelines of how we as the believers, the ummatis of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa can benefit from it spiritually, physically, mentally. Especially now, before this coming of this great guest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this Mubarak month of Ramadan, the main effort, beloved friends and elders in Islam, the main effort is upon our hearts. If we're making an effort upon our hearts, inshallah, it would be easy for us to welcome this Mubarak month of Ramadan, number one, and together with that, for us to be spiritually charged to continue with our ibadat in this Mubarak month of Ramadan. So nonetheless, beloved friends and elders in Islam, when we look into the Qur'an Kareem, Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, we all understand, we all know, when it comes the occasion of fasting, fasting in the Mubarak month of Ramadan, Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala had mentioned the purpose for which Allah has made it compulsory upon us, and that is, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ so that you may acquire the consciousness of Allah Taala, so that you may become aware of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You may become aware that Allah's camera, Allah's gaze is upon us at each and every moment. Every action I'm doing, every action I'm intending to do, every action that I did already, Allah has full knowledge of it. Allah has full knowledge of it. Nothing that we may do or think or plan to do is out of the knowledge of Allah. No. So respected brothers and elders in Islam, Allah Taala is teaching us this lesson of taqwa, Allah consciousness, bringing into our lives that Allah is watching us at each and every moment of our lives. This is something that we need to work upon from now. From now till the Mubarak month of Ramadan starts, a person becomes conscious that my Allah is watching me. My Allah is watching me. And together with this, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us a guideline in one hadith sharif saying wherever you may be fear Allah a person may be in secrecy he may be in public he may be in his business place wherever he may be fear Allah if, I, if it's some business deal I'm going to carry out fear Allah for the pleasure of Allah out of the fear of Allah if we understand and we know that this business deal is haram it's something that I'm not asked to do or perhaps it's, it's of a doubtful nature a person will bring the fear of Allah before him. I fear Allah, I will not get involved in this. When we look into the lives of Sahaba, beloved friends and elders in Islam, and what purity of heart, clarity of heart they had, that the little slightest form of disobedience to Allah, the slightest doubt that came up, they were not prepared to take that in the face of disobeying Allah. One incident very, very quickly. It was a great Sahabi of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Abdullah bin Rawaha radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had sent him to collect the taxes from the Jews. Hazrat Abdullah bin Rawaha radiallahu ta'ala anhu comes to their lands and they automatically understand the reason for this Sahabi coming to them. So they've already planned and schemed some form of plan. Now, how are we going to bribe him? How are we going to win him over? We are not prepared to pay the bribe. We are not prepared to pay the taxes, the jizya. We are not prepared to pay it. So they coming up with a plan. And when they come forward to him, and they meet him, and they present a whole lot of wealth before them. They present a whole lot of wealth before the sahabi. Wealth and jewelry of their woman folk. The sahabi, he responds to them by saying, Ya ma'ashar al-Yahud, that all oh, you group of Jews, 
inna min the Arabic wording is not coming to mind khair he says from amongst the all the people on the face of the earth you are the most detested in my sight from amongst all the people in the world you are the most detested in my sight however based on my dislike for you this will not cause me to deal with you in a just manner I will not be unjust to you in other words I have dislike for you in my heart from amongst all the people but on account of that I will not be unjust to you I will ensure that I deal with you in a very just manner and then he says to them that أَمَّا الَّذِي عَرَضْتُمْ مِنَ الرِّشْوَةِ فَإِنَّهَا سُحْتٌ وَإِنَّا لَا نَأْكُلُهَا Immediately he explains to them as for this wealth that you have presented before me this wealth, this jewelry then this is bribery and this is filth and we Muslims do not consume this immediately he responded to them the response of the Jews of that time beloved brothers and elders in Islam was that it is on account they saying to the Sahabi it is on account of the justice of such people that this world is in existence today the Jews of that time got affected by the justice system of Islam not prepared to even take one one little portion of haram wealth respected elders and friends in Islam this was what made Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum so great that companionship with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa number one and their close connection with Allah ta'ala that did not allow them to turn away from the commands of Allah from the pleasure of Allah ta'ala no matter what the circumstance may have been respected brothers and elders in Islam this Mubarak month of Ramadan that is coming we are required to cleanse our hearts before the month of Ramadan we are required to purify our hearts we are required to soften our hearts really sometimes it happens that we enter into this Mubarak month of Ramadan but right up to one day before Ramadan a person is engaged in all sorts of evil all sorts of haram may Allah safeguard and protect us and then now a person enters this Mubarak month of Ramadan and everyone else has that spiritual charge that spiritual connection with Ramadan but for some reason this person is thinking now why am I still so lazy why am I not driven to the masajid of Allah why am I not driven to ibadat Tarawi time comes I can't stand 20 rakats leave alone 20 I can't even stand 10 rakats beloved friends and allies in Islam it requires training upon our hearts before the month of Ramadan before the month of Ramadan comes a person makes an effort upon his heart Allah ta'ala in the Quran Kareem speaks, speaks about a qalb salim a pure heart a heart that is inclining to Allah a heart that is free from all types of deviations all types of confusions and doubts a ta- a, a, such a heart that is free from evil that is free from darkness bainuri a heart that is full of noor and light is what is Allah what, what will Allah welcome on the day of Qiyamah Allah speaks about in the Quran Allah speaks about the importance of coming before him with a pure heart a qalb salim for this we have to make an effort upon our heart this Mubarak month of Ramadan that's coming is an ideal opportunity for us to connect and align our hearts to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided before this Mubarak month of Ramadan we have rid ourselves of all the evil all the evils the darknesses of our heart Respected brothers and elders in Islam, the first aspect is this quality of taqwa. As Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned, giving us a guideline, wherever you may be, O my ummati, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bring the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala into your life and you will see how this will make a difference in your life. 
one great alim, senior alim passed on, Hazrat Shah Hakim Muhammad Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullah Ali, regarding this aspect he used to mention so beautifully and he would say, May jahabi rahu jis fiza mein rahu, mera taqwa hamesha salamat rahe. He would say that in whichever situation I may find myself, whichever condition I may find myself, no matter what the circumstance may be around me, but my taqwa, this quality of Allah consciousness, must always remain salamat, must always remain safe within me. Respected brothers and elders in Islam, together with this aspect of taqwa and consciousness of Allah Taala, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam has prescribed in the Hadith Sharif that we should engage in sincere toba on a daily basis. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu tubu ilallahi wastawfiru fa inni atubu fil yawmi mi'ata marra O qala sab'ina marra Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in one hadith sharif mentions that O you who have iman addressing us the ummatis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam O you who have iman turn in sincere tawbah and repentance to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala daily why? Fa inni Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in order to teach his ummatis is telling us fa inni atub because verily I turn to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala daily in tawbah and istighfar not one time not two times sab'ina marra seventy times and in one hadith sharif it comes 100 times the nabi of allah sallallahu is teaching you and i beloved friends in islam that we are all sinners we are all sinners but the best sinner is that person who turns to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking forgiveness one is a person understands that this wrong i'm involved in is wrong so there is some hope that the person will turn away from the wrong but what about that person who is involved in wrong who is soaked in wrong but he does not regard that wrong to be a wrong anymore he has seen that wrong to be right now. So what will happen to that person? Will that person ever turn away from that? Never. And this was a very, very concern of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. On one occasion, the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, out of concern for his ummah, out of concern for the condition of his ummah that will prevail before qiyamah, the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asks the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum three questions. We're only going to mention one which is the third question. The Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, O oh my Sahaba, he says, كَيْفَ بِكُمْ إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُ الْمُنْكَرَ مَعْرُوفًا وَالْمَعْرُوفَ مُنْكَرًا O oh my Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, what will the condition of my ummah be at that time when they will see wrong to be right and they will see right to be wrong? Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, on account, again, on account of the clarity of their heart, you know, the pure hearts that they possessed, the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum were astonished. They could not believe what was being asked from them. And immediately they responded, Ya Rasulullah, wa inna dhalika lakain. They say, O oh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa will such a time actually happen where your own ummatis will now start seeing wrong to be right and they will see right to be wrong. The Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah says to them, O oh, my Sahaba, na'am wa ashaddu minhu. O oh, my Sahaba, yes, such conditions will prevail in my ummat and even worse conditions than that will befall my ummat. May Allah safeguard and protect us, beloved friends and elders in Islam. But it's something for us to take lesson, to take note. Sometimes we may see a wrong as a wrong that we are involved in. But sometimes with our nazar, with our gaze, we are not able to identify, we are not able to discern whether this is wrong in itself or it's not. And perhaps we may think it to be right, whereas it's wrong. For that we need the guidance of the spiritual doctors. We need special guidance. When we are extremely sick, the doctor, GP will tell you to go to a specialist. In deen also we have specialists. They are the specialists of the heart, beloved friends in Islam. On account, on account of us not visiting them, 
not relating our halat and our, our condition to them, we may continue our lives thinking that the certain thing I'm involved in is actually good, whereas it's extremely detrimental for us. May Allah Taala give us the correct understanding, the ability to see and to accept our wrongs as wrongs and make amends before this Mubarak month of Ramadan comes. Leave alone the Mubarak month of Ramadan, beloved friends in Islam. A few days time, Tuesday night, Tuesday after Maghrib, is such a Mubarak night, the night of Bara'a, Laylatul Bara'a, or Shabe Bara'at. Such a Mubarak night, such a Mubarak night. Allah, beloved friends and elders in Islam, from now till that night comes. There are certain groups of people on that night, Allah Taala will deprive of His maghfirat and His forgiveness and His mercy on that night. From now till that night, if perhaps perchance we may find ourselves falling into any one of those categories, we have these few days, turn to Allah. Look at which type of people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive on that night. And this is so to say is springboard to the Mubarak month of Ramadan. This is such a special occasion. Ramadan is there in its place. But this is such a special occasion. From the Mubarak hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu we understand that when it came this 15th Shaban, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam was noticed, it was noticed that he was fasting. And the lesson that he imparted to his ummah, and this is another lesson that we learn and we can prepare for the month of Ramadan. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam imparted an important lesson to us. And that was, I have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is my fervent dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that now is the time when a mu'min's book of deeds are closing for the year and a new book of deeds are opening on this Mubarak night, this 15th of Shaban. And Rasulullah says, I have hope in Allah ta'ala that I will close an end of my year's deeds, my book of deeds, one book of deeds with fasting and I will commence a new book of deeds with fasting as well. So that it will gain acceptance in the court of Allah ta'ala. From now, beloved friends in Islam, we make near to Allah. We make near with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we will fast the 13th, 14th, and 15th of Shaban. We'll keep this fast in, in, in conformity to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And inshallah, we have something to present before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. Ya Allah, my book of deeds closed, I was fasting. Oh Allah, my book of deeds opened, I found myself fasting. I did this only and solely because your Nabi Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa did it. Ya Allah accepted from me. Who knows what one action in the court of Allah gains acceptance that can become a means of our najat from and salvation from the fire of Jahannam. Respected friends and elders in Islam, together with, the, with this, we all understand and we all know that in this Mubarak month of Ramadan we are required to exert ourselves in ibadat, especially the 20 rakats of Tarawih Salah that is generally performed. So we require some physical preparation as well. Our bodies become accustomed to it. Yes, one is the spiritual charge a person will receive in Ramadan. Out of Ramadan, many individuals, myself included, it's so difficult to keep an, an optional fast out of Ramadan. But once Ramadan starts, a person can't understand where that energy came from. Allah gives us that special energy. But let us not wait for that. Prepare ourselves from now. From now, ulama ikram advise that we should get into the habit of performing nawafil salah. Nafil salah, whether it is two rakats a day, four rakats a day, up to 200, 300, 400 rakats, we can perform that too. They were pious people of the past. In, in their advanced ages, advanced sicknesses, still too, they never left out hundreds of rakats of nafil ibadat. Nafil ibadat, over and above, over and above their faraiz and wajibat for the day. So respected friends and elders in Islam, 
this nafil salah is so powerful and so valued in the sight of Allah Taala. just to give us an understanding from the hadith of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we understand that Allah Taala values the nawafil salah optional salah of his servant so much so much that on the day of qiyamah Allah Taala, when Allah Taala is scanning the amal of his servants especially the salah of his servants and Allah Taala, perhaps we come across some deficiency in our faraiz salah. The five compulsory salahs that we perform daily. Perhaps there may be some deficiency there. Maybe in one or two salahs our intention was not right. Perhaps we performed it haphazardly, the postures were not right. Some deficiency came out in our faraiz ibadat. Allah Taala will say to the angels, Go and look in this person's account. Go and look in his account. If you find any nafil and optional salad, and then the Allah Taala will say to the angels, perhaps on account of that optional salah, we will accept that optional salah, and we will make that optional nafil salah atone and make up for the deficiency in this person's faraiz salah. Allah is looking for that opportunity to make amends for us, to make things right for us on the day of Qiyamah. But are we there to take from Allah? Another hadith of Allah of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wherein Allah ta'ala gives the message and says that, I'm going to give the mafhum the translation of it, that Allah ta'ala values the salah and the faraiz performed by his servants. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala values it. And it gains acceptance in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a servant of Allah reaches closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on account of his or her faraid ibadat. The faraid salah, compulsory salah. And thereafter Allah ta'ala gives us a lesson and says that my servant continues gaining nearness to me, continues coming closer to me in relationship, in nearness on account of his or her nafil ibadat. So one is our faraiz ibadat will reach Allah. But if we want to go one step further and get closer to Allah, a person will find himself performing nafil ibadat as well. Respected brothers and elders in Islam, we'll end off on this one more lesson inshallah. This Mubarak month of Ramadan that's going to come, in order for us to soften our hearts, in order for us to have receptive hearts, this is what Allah wants from us in this month of Ramadan. But we have to work on this heart from now. So one simple example, a person has seeds that he wishes to plant. So he takes all those seeds and he goes and plants those seeds. But one seed chooses not to go down into the ground. That seed wants to be excluded, wants to be out of it. And that seed chooses, I won't want to go down. I don't want to go down. Why should I go down? That seed chooses not to go down. All the other seeds went down. What made the seed not go down? It was its pride. It was arrogance. It, it did not submit and it was not humble. Beloved friends and elders in Islam, when we will humble ourselves, we will humble ourselves. Like that seed or those seeds chose to go into the ground, it humbled, they humbled themselves. They went into the ground. Man Within a few months, within a few years, you see the fruit that comes out from those trees, fruit-bearing trees. Sometimes they become export quality and import quality. So great and accepted in the court of Allah in our understanding. And together with that beloved friends and elders in Islam, when a mu'min, when a believer will humble himself, when he will lower himself, this is so valued in the sight of Allah. Allah says, I take the responsibility of raising your name, granting you real honor and respect. 
man tawada alillah that person who humbles himself for the pleasure of Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise him beloved friends and allies in Islam together with this we should make an effort to guard our gaze to guard our tongues and to guard our ears from what we are hearing what we are speaking and what we are and what we are looking at inna sam'a wal basara wal fu'ada kullu ulaika kana anhu mas'ula on the day of qiyamah whatever we heard whatever we saw whatever we spoke is going to is going to bear testimony on the day of qiyamah for what we had done in this world so respected friends and allies in islam these things have a direct impact on our heart these are the channels to the heart ulama ikram tell us if we safeguard these things then inshallah it will help and assist us in cleansing and purifying our hearts may allah tabarakallah give me give all of us tawfiq and ability to practice upon whatever good was said wa akhiru dawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin